the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this KGNW broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. Well, this is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM, The Word. And I'd like to welcome you today to Heart of the City. I always enjoy this time as we share the faithfulness of God as it relates to people's lives. And, and, and today it's going to be about the faithfulness to an organization, Children of the Nations, who um, is housed here in, uh, in Silverdale, Washington. I had an opportunity a, a year or so ago to go on a trip to the Dominican Republic with, uh, with some folks from Children of the Nation, and it was an exciting time and a, and a real spiritual awakening for me as I got to see what was going on at, in the DR and especially what Children of the Nations is doing. And so uh, I asked my friend uh, Mark Casa if we could highlight um, Children of the Nations for a few weeks and talk about what's going on with uh, as an organization, but also talk to the people and what the Lord's doing in their lives and how they got to where they are as far as ministry is concerned. And so with me today are three folks, uh, Frazier Ratzliff and Doug and Kara Montague. Thank you for joining us today on Heart of the City. Absolutely. Thank it's you for having here. Yeah, it's, it's good to see you. I'm going to spend some time with you first, Frazier. And uh, tell, tell me what you do for Children of the Nations. Sure. Uh, well, Chuck, just thanks for having us on your show. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, you know, I do, um, I do major gifts uh, work would, would be the technical term, but really I basically just work with people to fulfill their passions and interests in what they want to see happen in the world. Um, and and, and what, that, what that is with Children of the Nations is caring for orphaned and destitute children. So I, I meet with a lot of people. I, I give them information about projects that they want to, to know about. I actually lead teams overseas to our ministry sites uh, so they can see what's going on with our kids. I share, I share a lot of stories, and I do a lot of reporting back uh, when projects get finished um, and really just an advocate for these kids. Yeah, good, good. Well, one of the things that I know you do is, is help uh, with uh, venture trips, and that's, I guess, what you call the trip that I got to go on. I got to see what was actually happening in country. And so tell me about venture trips and how do, how do people get involved with those? Well, I'd lo- love to. I, that's how I first got involved. I went on a trip, actually. Uh, I signed up through my university to go, and I spent uh, a long time. I, spent, I was an intern. I spent two months in Sierra Leone, uh, and it was really eye-opening. But I think, I think that's one of the best ways that people can find out who we are is to go on a trip because there's just nothing like traveling to these countries and, and seeing the kids in person and getting to know them, sitting with them, listening to their stories. Some of these kids have had incredible stories. Former child soldiers, um, seeing their parents die um, in, in front of them. A lot, a lot of times these kids have lost their families because of disease, um, AIDS or malaria, and um, and they've come to us through various different means, and, and they have 
they have incredibly amazing attitudes. Uh, they 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 know the value of the opportunities they've been given, and they and they and they they have incredibly resilient spirits. And to experience that firsthand when you go on a trip, uh, there's there's nothing like that. So I I always I, whenever I'm speaking in front of a church or, or talking to people, I always say, Hey, do you want to go to Africa? I'll I'll, I'll take you. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so what? Uh, uh, how does someone get involved? Uh, what, what do I do if I, if I hear you talking about this on the radio and I, and I say, uh, I think I'd like to do that, or I've been always interested but I want to pursue that a little bit further. What do I, what do, I do next? Sure. Well, um, uh, the simplest answer is you can just call me at 360-698-7227. And one of the things I love about Children of the Nations is that we are, even though we're 21 years old, we still have a very grassroots feel to us as an organization. We, we're still very local. Um, like like you said, we're based out of Silverdale, but we have an office in Seattle. We have an office in uh, Orange County, Los Angeles, and an office in Orlando, Florida. And we have you know real local people working there that want to that will just go out to coffee with you and we'll talk to you about what do you what are you interested in with your giving? What do you want to do in the world? What do you want to see happen? And how, how can we make that happen? And let's let's go on a trip. So you can call me. You can go on our website, which is www.cotni.org, and click on Venture Trips. And there's a list of all the upcoming trips. You can join a trip. You can even uh, lead a trip. Um, there's, there's lots of ways. Yeah. Well, I want to make sure uh, that we are able to articulate exactly who Children of the Nations is because you know you and I both know, but sometimes this is a for some this is the first time they've ever heard of Children of the Nations. Sure. Give me a the the elevator speech, the one minute speech of who uh, Children of the Nations is. Sure, absolutely. So we are an international uh, Christian uh, nonprofit working in five countries in the world. We're in Sierra Leone, Malawi, Uganda, the Dominican Republic, and Haiti. And our whole mission is to provide holistic, Christ-centered care to orphan and destitute children, enabling them to create positive and lasting change in their nations. So we focus on the worst of the worst kids, the most poor, and in some of these countries are the most poor, the poorest countries in the world. So we've, we've found, we've, I mean, some really hard situations. We've found kids, uh, we've found babies in dumpsters, we've found children tied to a post outside of back somebody's hut because they were bothering the family too much for food. Like I said, former child soldiers just the worst imaginable situations. And, and what we want to do is we want to go straight to that child, that need, and, and we want to bring these kids into a loving, caring home environment uh, and actually raise them up all the way through middle school, high school, college, or a vocational training school and see them launched in, into hopefully a leadership position in their, in their community. And I know that kind of sounds ridiculous when I, when I say that. You know, this orphan child who has nothing and no hope getting to a point of uh, of having a leadership position in their community. But we're, we've seen it happen, and I will tell you that that's actually part of our strategy because because when you have a child that, that comes into our program at age six, seven, eight, they actually remember what life is like on the streets. They remember how hard it was, and they know the value of the opportunities that they've been given, and they will work twice, three times, sometimes four times as hard as, as, a, as a normal kid in the middle class. Um, excelling in school, memorizing an incredible number of Bible verses. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it, um, but, but I've seen it. And, and what that does is it actually propels these kids into leadership positions in their schools, in their communities when they become adults. And actually, interestingly, Chuck, if you look at uh, presidents and CEOs in, in, in the States, in America, a large percentage of them come from difficult backgrounds mm-hmm. because they, 
when, when that happens, they develop an extra ability to overcome obstacles, and that's what places them into leadership positions. So our strategy as an organization is to get these kids launched, um, thriving, and then they will create tipping points in their, in their communities, in their countries. That's why our vision is raising children who transform nations. Well, we have venture teams that uh, that go and, and assist and help and observe and all of that. And then there's a child sponsorship opportunity as well. So what happens if, if a five-year-old boy from the Dominican Republic somehow becomes a part of the Children of the Nation's ministry? First of all, does that mean that they're an orphan? Or are they? do they have a family? Or how does that work? What are the criteria? And then what does Children of the Nations do with that five-year-old to help develop them in those in that holistic method. That is a great question. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do have a sponsorship program, so a lot a lot of the people that are involved with us do sponsor kids. Um, the the children that come into our care, uh, we work with about five thousand children on a day to day basis. A lot more uh, are helped with our medical clinics every year, about twenty thousand. Through our medical clinics, but we're really deeply engaged with about 5,000 kids. About 350 of those kids are in full-time care, which means they're a true double orphan. They've lost both their parents. They have nobody else in an extended family that can that can take them on or to care for them. So we have actually adopted them in our countries, and we're raising them. They live in our our home style uh, houses that we don't build big institutional sized orphanages. We have we have. Uh, house-style homes that are um, about 10 kids in a home with home parents or a home auntie that's really raising those kids and, and teaching them uh, everything, discipline, chores, uh, raising them as if they're their own children. And then the rest of the kids are in a village partnership program. So maybe they've lost one parent or maybe both parents, but they're living with a grandparent or aunt or uncle, but they're still extremely poor. A lot of times they'll have a medical issue that's not being addressed. A lot of times they're malnourished. Um, and what we will do is come alongside that family and partner with them and to make sure that the, the main three areas are being met for that child. And that's what sponsorship does. It's, it's full-time quality Christian education, it's medical care, and it's daily nutritious meals at our school. And because a lot of times people think, well, education is just the answer. Well, if the child's stomach is growling and rumbling, they can't even focus in mm-hmm. the classroom. It's, it's just not going to work. Um, if they don't have clean water, they're not going to get – they're going to get diseases. It's going to keep them out of school. Uh, if they have a medical issue, it's going to be hard. So really, and that's what breaks the cycle of poverty. And so that's why we say holistic care in our, in our mission statement, because we want to care for the whole child. It's not, it's not just about clean water. It's not just about nutritious meals. It's not just about education. It's that whole package together. And when you provide that over, over, a, lo- over a long period of time, you see real deep, meaningful transformation in these kids. If uh, if I want to get involved, we you had mentioned earlier, if I want to get involved in a venture uh, team, uh, are there different kinds of venture teams? There or, are. So, so what is, do you do? Medical support or building uh, building buildings or what? What do you do? Absolutely, uh, and that's one of the things I love about uh, Children of the Nations is that uh, you know we we try really hard to. Um, actually uh, leverage your unique skills and gifts and abilities, whatever that is. So if, if, you're, if you're in the world of construction, we can use you. If you're in the medical world, if you're an RN, uh, a nurse or a doctor, even with a specialty, we can use you. And, uh, and what we try to do is actually talk with each person that wants to go overseas and say, you know, what are you great at and how do you want to contribute? And so we really focus on that, and, and a large number of our teams are specialty teams. But even, even if you don't have a specific skill like construction, you can still come with us. We'll, we'll put you to work. We need a lot of volunteers that just helping hands to, to do everything. 
Well, if you want to get a hold of Frazier, you can uh, call him at uh, 360-698-7227 or uh, check out uh, cotni.org, and uh, you can get additional information about child sponsorship, about uh, the venture teams, and anything else regarding Children of the Nations. We'll be back right after this message. Uganda, Sierra Leone, Malawi, the Dominican Republic, Haiti. Since 1995, Children of the Nations is raising children who transform nations. I'm Jim Barker, your Northwest Community Development Manager. COTN is a Christian nonprofit based right here in the Seattle area. Our mission is to raise children out of poverty so they can transform their villages, families, and nations. We serve some of the poorest children in Africa and the Caribbean, and I want to invite you to be part of this ministry. There are many ways you can be involved, from sponsoring a child to packaging meals, even volunteering overseas. If you, your business, your school, or your church would like to be part of this ministry, please contact me, Jim Barker, at cotni.org. People all over the Puget Sound have already seen how God can multiply even the smallest of their efforts to transform children's lives. If you have a heart for the orphaned and destitute, call me today at 360-698-7227 or learn more on our website at cotni.org. Well, this is the second half of Heart of the City, and we've been highlighting Children of the Nations, a local organization out of Silverdale, Washington, and our guest today is uh, Frazier Ratzliff. And, Frazier, we were talking about venture trips, but you also work with individuals who want to share their resources with Children of the Nations. Tell me about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, in the industry, it's known as major gifts, uh, people with enormous hearts and enormous capacity to to want to invest in our kids. And uh, a lot of times with major gifts, the focus ends up being on the money, and, and that's actually backwards. Um, the money is just a tool to have something happen in the world. So I really focus on when I'm, when I'm talking with our partners, like, what do, you, what do you care about really deeply at the heart level? And what do you want to see happen in the world? Um, and, 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 and let's talk about that because really it's all about the kids. The money is just a tool to make something happen. Um, and it's basically when our partners want to invest in our kids, they're just saying that we, we love this, we want to see this happen in the world, and, and that's what gets me excited. Yeah. Well, I was mentioning in the first program that we did a couple of weeks ago about a strategy called impact investing, and that seems to be a, a contemporary uh, mindset these days where people are being very strategic about their investing you know, on, a, on their, their personal investments, their stock portfolio. But in the giving realm, if you're wanting to give resources, people still want that same impact. They want to be sure that they give to organizations that, that support their values and what they want to do. Absolutely. And donors are being more conscious about uh, wanting reports back on and to see where their money is going. Uh, and that's a good thing, actually. It's a, it, it holds us to a higher level of accountability. Um, but, but I like what you said about the a giving portfolio. And actually, one of, one of the donors that I was talking to a couple of years ago talked to me about how you can have actually a spiritual portfolio of giving, thinking about investing in the kingdom of God. And I love that idea. Uh, and having, having a, a diversified portfolio where, where you've got, you know, you're investing locally, maybe, maybe you're passionate about uh, the homeless uh, in, in, in your local city, and then you're investing maybe at the national level and then globally. I just thought that was such a great idea. Yeah. Well, you've got a couple of guests with us today to uh, introduce us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's such a pleasure. To, this, these are like my best friends in the whole world. This is Doug and Kara Montague. And um, 
I'm just thrilled that they've taken time out of their day and to, to join us here in the studio. Well, welcome today to Heart of the City and the special Children of the Nations uh, edition of that. Tell me about yourselves, and you are you have some sponsor uh, children with through Children of the Nations. How many kids? We do. We sponsor six children. Six children, and what are their ages? Uh, we've matched the first four with our own four children. So we have a girl in Sierra Leone who is 16, a boy there who's 14. We have a little boy in Malawi who is eight, and a girl also in Malawi who's six. And then just recently we added two in the Dominican Republic, a six-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy. Yeah. How did you first get involved with sponsoring children through Children of the Nations? Well, I think Fraser just asked us to. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's pretty simple. Will you do no, this? We huh? did. We had a friendship with Fraser and his wife and um, went to the same church together and became passionate about Children of the Nations through Fraser's passion. Yeah. And so uh, did you just start off with one child and then add, or did you suddenly have four additional sponsored children? We jumped in with four. Wow. Wow. So how meaningful is that to you? And, and you had a strategy because you, you said you matched them with your four kids. So uh, do they have their, their same age, and are they tracking that individual child? And how does that work? What, what do you do as a family for that? They do to an extent, especially our older two kids. They write their own letters to their sponsored child. And it's our hope that when our kids leave our home that they'll – they'll take on that sponsorship um, and continue that relationship. So it really was part of our training our children to see the world and to have that bigger picture of life outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that's interesting because with Children of the Nations especially, like there isn't an age cutoff, is there? There's... It's not like someone turns 16 or 17 or 18 and their, their sponsorship stops. If they're in a university program or something like that, you continue to assist them uh, with their education. That's right. Yeah. So our hope is that our children will go to university with their sponsored children, that they will continue that relationship. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully that builds for them the same rhythm of giving, mm-hmm. right? of support and seeing that, you know, the, as Frazier was saying, the resources that they're given is not ours. It's to be given, right, out of cheerfulness. And a lot of that's pattern and also having them see us model, you know, that's what we want. That's what we love having Frazier in their life too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what kind of letters do your children receive from the sponsored uh, sponsored child? What, what What's the content? What What are they talking about? They often will kind of give little educational updates, what they're learning in school, um, what they like to do, their hobbies. Um, the older kids will write a little more about their families. Mm-hmm. And your kids write back? Mm-hmm. They do. And so do they get to share pictures and that sort of thing as well? Yes. Uh, we send pictures of our family, and we've been told that that's so special and important to these kids that they put them up in their homes and... Um, that they just really value seeing that there are people across the world who treasure them and care for them. I can attest to that. When I was in the Dominican Republic with Children of the Nations, we we walked into a a home, and it was um, it was pretty rough as far as the home was concerned. It was you know uh, 
dirt dirt floors and just wood studs and and but yet there was a picture hanging there on the wall of the person that had been sponsoring them and that was a precious thing to them and the letters that they had received from the person sponsoring them were very important for them and so it really is that two-way street even though you're separated by so many miles yet there is that heart connection that takes place isn't there mm-hmm. tell me a little bit more about that what that heart connection is well i think i i also was able to go to the dominican republic on a venture trip and and um i i saw it from two angles the first angle was when we were sorting letters and and um what was really fascinating it was to see the the children who were receiving letters uh were super happy uh they were just really excited and mm-hmm. then the children who were who were waiting to see if they got a letter, and then they didn't, mm-hmm. were very, very just, like, disappointed. Mm-hmm. And so you can see the impact um, just just as a, an encouragement that can come from just that communication. The second part, um, I, got, I was able to take my, my nephew, uh, and we were able to go into the village, and their sponsored uh, child was actually in the village. He's a singer, and we were able to visit the house, and he was able... He, He's saying, I think, how great thou art mm-hmm. uh, in their home. And it was just a beautiful, amazing moment with the family. And also, the, of course, she was the, the uh, sponsored child was a little bit shy, and he's a handsome young man, and she's a, a, younger, a younger woman, a younger young lady. And uh, to see that impact of that moment where they met mm-hmm. was, was profound. It was like a holy moment. It yeah. Was, very beautiful. And so from a, an emotional standpoint, I think it's important to be emotionally invested, you know, and the connection is actually one of the keys to that. And that's one of the things I, I like about Children of the Nations as well as the way that they connect. They try to connect you through venture trips. They try to connect you through, obviously, communications. But it's it's that point of it's not the money. It's actually the entire surrounding, the encouragement, and knowing that there's people there who care. So, Frazier, folks are listening today, and they, they want to give, but they don't know what, the, what happens. If they give you a call, uh, you know, what, what happens, and, and how do you walk through the steps with them? Sure. Well, I, probably the first thing I do is I just say, let's get together for coffee or lunch and talk. You know, the thing with, with major gifts is that usually, typically, people don't just come right in and just write a giant check, and that's, that's fine. That's normal, actually. They start small. Just like Kara said, they start by sponsoring a child. And they, get to, and they get to know us. And it's really the people who are the biggest investors in our kids have really been walking with us for, for actually several years, um, many years. And I don't, I don't know if, if Doug and Carrie, you guys want to talk about kind of how you've, you've come to the point where you, you've just gotten to the place where you want to invest so much. Yeah, sure. Well, you said it, actually. I mean, one of the things that I love about Children of the Nations and also, of course, you, Fraser, is uh, we've walked the journey and I've seen the passion, right? And so when you start seeing the passion, you start seeing God move in your heart and you're open and, and open to his will to, to, to meet the needs of, of people. You start seeing the need and then you start realizing that you have means to meet that need is, is really critical. Um, and so, you know, I think the first thing that you, you didn't actually come and ask for a check. <laughs> you basically just walked along with us. And, and there were moments where you invited us in and, and you presented the need in a very uh, frank and honest and real and tangible way and it wasn't fake and and god just moved in our hearts uh to start 
and it wasn't if I remember it wasn't a big deal it wasn't a big a big check or anything but it was it was a it was a move in the the right for me and Kara move in the right direction when it came to just open handedness with our funds well I'm sure that you know I'm not going to speak for you but I would never if I called Fraser up I would never want to feel like I was going to be manipulated into something I didn't want to do you know uh, especially as a Christian organization, you want to sense what the Lord is prompting you to do and being obedient to that. And then out of that obedience comes an understanding of the steps we can take practically to make this happen. And so that's, I'm telling you your job, Frazier. That, that's what that's what needs to happen, right? I mean, that's no, what you right. want to do. Yeah, you're, no, you you're know? absolutely right, Chuck. I, I think, and that's what, another thing I love is that we just, we don't, we're not, we don't have the sales type of feel to us. We'll, we'll sit down, we'll listen to you, we'll, we'll, we'll try to hear what you're, what you're interested in, we'll, what, you, what you're passionate about. We'll tell you what we're passionate about, what we're about. If that lines up, great. Maybe we can go somewhere and do something. Um, but it's kind of like we're on this train, we're caring for these kids, we're going. If you want to jump on board, that's awesome. You know, if you don't, I, maybe a missed opportunity, but maybe you're doing your own thing, that's cool, but we're going and we have a lot of people going with us and we're helping a lot of kids. Doug and Kara and Frazier, thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to get in touch with COTN and learn how you can be more deeply involved with serving needy children around the world, give Frazier a call or maybe go out for coffee with him. He'll be glad to chat with you for a little while. Call Frazier at 360-698-7227 or you can visit cotni.org. You've been listening to this KGNW special, Heart of a City. For more information about how your pastor or ministry can be featured on 820 AM The Word, call Chuck Olmstead at 206-269-6216 or go to 820amtheword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.